0: This is John Walton and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Lighter on Points and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right <laughs> circle, Well, and welcome once again to the Power Play Point podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, talking to you live to tape this Saturday evening after a great win, Um, and it is Super Bowl Saturday, if that's such a thing. So um, right now it's a little bit before seven, the evening of February the 10th, as I said, Super Bowl Saturday, and just finished up the coverage of the Caps beating the Bruins. So de- definitely sure to be talking about that um, to recap it. i um, calling a bit of a line change this week. Um, there, There's something I really need to get off my chest. Um, and I wanted to make sure the message was not only loud, but clear. So uh, Mermaid has the week off um and given that you know the super bowl is the super bowl with the 49ers yeah so that's that's that explanation um so before we we get to the recaps um i i i've had i had something i have something on my mind i started this podcast as a solo effort um actually quite a quite a while ago and the, the purpose mainly was you know to reach out and make caps fans you know more aware and and smarter fans and and more able to hold their own but honestly it was also something of kind of a a mental break for me um a couch trip uh, in fact that was uh an old an old old friend from long ago uh teased me and and called uh, called the show the Cap's couch trip because that's that's what it was. But that's neither here nor there. Um it's a place I prided myself on making this a place where people can go and talk about their favorite team and feel safe about talking about things like that and and not feel like they're going to be attacked. Um we can have a discussion and there'd not be something of a violent, emotionally violent disagreement, anything like that. Um let me just get to it. It's it's yes, it's about the team. They haven't been doing so well, obviously, and it does have something to do with the Koozie situation. In fact, it has a lot to do with it. Um, not not to beat around the bush um like i said been we've been working towards being a quality fan group um and trust me that there aren't a whole lot of them out there if you look around, especially in social media um i gotta say and and you know you know what I'm leading to, or you should in that uh you know what happened with evgeny kuznetsov and that he was. He was. Uh, he's going to be seeking assistance. He has sought assistance from the NHL player assistance P- program. Um, now, I want to emphasize that nobody knows why, and that, that's by design because it's private. It's meant to be private. Um, so he's getting the help he needs, and that's all that's important. What I want to talk about is the disgusting behavior by some Caps fans. Or some people who call themselves caps fans, and took the opportunity to make this some sort of attempt at clickbait, getting clicks, getting noticed, what whatever, whatever you want to call it. I I don't really care. And it all comes down to well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I've never ever done before on this show, and may never do again but I don't know what else to reference. I'm going to quote the Bible, all right? Specifically the passage in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, Judge not that ye not be judged. All right? Now, some of you out there, you took one look at this situation. You know who you are. You took one look at this situation and decided it was an opportunity to make jokes or try to put koozie to shame i say try well none of us is perfect look in the mirror and remember that you got jokes you want to joke about somebody who's having problems you think that's funny you think it's funny when somebody can't get through a day without self-medicating. They can't get through a day without relying on something. They can't get, get through the day without reliving a traumatic episode over and over again in their head. You think that's funny? You think that's funny? Then you're the one with the problem. You're the one who's sick. Now the team it's been, they've been difficult to watch. I get that. And some have said even agonizing. Well, let's, perspective people, let's, let's remember some things here. You want to know something that's agonizing and painful to be witness to? How about seeing a loved one in pain? How about seeing somebody drowning in their own mental quicksand and can't get out of it? How about seeing a friend who's just lost a job basically their whole life and is struggling to put it together again? I'm not being high. Hy- I'm not throwing hyperbole at you. I've seen this happen and it still happens. Somebody pushed out of a job for no other reason other than the company they work for decided they weren't happy making five and a half billion because they wanted to make six billion. Okay. That's painful to witness. That hurts to watch. So if you want to make jokes about people going through that, you think you're funny. You think you're superior because you've never had that kind of emotional upheaval in your life. You think you're better than everybody. Think again. Now for those of you, and I get there's there's a lot of you probably right now listening, thinking, what is he talking about? I get it. And i Look, it's not meant for you, and I thank God for each and every one of you who have remained the ideal fans that I know you are, that I've been hoping for this whole time. This is not meant at you, but it pisses me the fuck off that people would decide to use this to say that they're better or go for social media Kibble basically and say, Look at me. I'm look how funny I am. Uh, Coozy with his booger sugar. I'm not even talking about fans of other teams, I don't care about them. Their opinion doesn't mean Jack. I'm talking about people who claim to be fans of this team. Shame on you for doing this. And I don't care if you're not listening, but shame the fuck out of you. All right. Thanks for indulging me for that. So now with that out of the way, uh, let's get to the three games that were played this past week. Uh, First one was against, uh, bear with me a moment, Montreal. Montreal. And you know what? Actually, you know what? We're just going to forget about this one conveniently because, not to make excuses for them, but it was the first one coming out of the break. Um, they came out uh, flatter than thirty-day-old um, soda that had been left open, not even in the fridge. And yeah, it was it was just awful. Um Nick Suzuki had himself a hell of a game, kudos to them. Montreal's not a, and look, Montreal's not a bad team. But Caps just did they just didn't have it. I'm I'm sick of saying this. I really am, but they they just didn't have it that night. Um chalk it up to whatever you want, long layoff, rust, whatever, but they they just didn't have it. They managed to get goals from Ovechkin and Rasmus Sandin, but too little, too late as they say. So we're just going to draw a big old X right through that one and just move on to the next game, which uh, I thought they, this one they played fairly well, I think. Uh, This one they played um, pretty well. It, it, It was, it was against a team that, you know, they've, they've had some trouble with in the past, the Florida Panthers and, I didn't think they'd come away with the win but I mean overall it was a great effort. Now, if you look at the shots on goal per period uh yeah, they were they were pretty well dominated after the first period. Uh first period began very well. But and I hope everybody's noticing a pattern here. They couldn't sustain that, which makes today, what happened today, all the sweeter. But they got 13 shots on goal. They matched their opponent, but they could only muster 10 for the last 40 minutes of the game. That said, they managed to keep the Florida attack at bay. And uh, Kemper, I think, had had a pretty good game stopping, um, 38 to 41. And it was just, I, I well, for one thing, they, they just ended up taking too many penalties. And that, la- the last one by, um, Tom Wilson was the one that ended up being the dagger. That was the one where they scored on the power play and, and took the lead for good. Florida did. And, um, yeah, you can say the the officiating was inconsistent. Um you've got a case for that. That would they made some questionable calls that weren't equal. Um some stuff Florida did that they definitely got away with, but at in the end, um unfortunately the caps just their their attack just tailed off a little too much. Uh, Florida's attack was was too much to to keep them at bay and they didn't their effort just wasn't enough to to win the game but it was there so i'm not you know this is the type of game they they're they're, they're going to lose but at least this time they came with it um you know they've they've got floor, what what can you say they're they're the defending eastern conference champions they are they st- they still have the weapons, and you can't you can't you can't dismiss it. Now, it, it, did they have a chance to win? They played like, for the most part, that they you know wanted to win. So again, it, it's not really a matter of want, but it was it was more a matter of you know what they had just wasn't enough, and look we knew we knew that uh, this was gonna be a rough year. Uh, let me before I go on, let me set that straight first. okay I don't know what some some of you out there had for expectations of this team, but we've mentioned it on many other episodes. And whether it was Marcus or Anna or, you know, other, other guys that were on, we all said the same thing. They're not a lock to make the playoffs. It's a long shot at best. And some of you out there may have thought, well, why isn't this team better? Why isn't this team in, in the hunt? Well, because they're honestly not good enough on paper at least to, to be, to even be in the playoffs. That's something we've all got to remember. It's not an excuse. It's not a handicap, but it's something we all got to remember. And, um, so as, as proud of we are when they do win, I I think everybody needs to again needs to keep some perspective. It it's a matter of reminding yourself, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of guys approaching the end of their careers on this team still. Um the end of their their contracts, their last chance to win championships or be a, be a part of something special. You got to keep that in mind. And I think maybe some folks out there have too high of, of an expectation. Do we want them to do well? Of course we do. Should we expect them to do well? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I expected them to at least contend. And and again, granted, the last six, seven games haven't been something, you know, anything to be proud of, at least results-wise. But you know, don't be surprised if you know come mid-April, uh, unfortunately we're, we're on the outside looking in. So, all right. As I said, I'm calling a bit of an audible, a line change. Um, and so what I did was in our chat room, I gave out the number for anyone who wanted to call and talk about the Bruins game that was just on since, uh, that's kind of still hot and fresh, uh, in our minds. So i uh, going to open the phone lines now. Um, okay. So I see somebody calling in. All right. Who we got? Hello.
1: Hello. Sorry. I had myself on mute. <laughs> that you C4. It is C4.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. So um, for those who have not been made aware um c4 is playing heart yeah so everybody's going to have to bear with her she has an upper body injury <laughs> we're going to call it that so she's playing hurt so you loyal listeners out there you on the other side of the earbuds and speakers what have you bear with her um so uh let's just get to it uh what did you think of the game
1: I thought it was a pretty good effort. Um, it it helped that Boston wasn't playing all that great. Um and you'll have to pardon my voice because the meds that I was they gave me for the surgery was uh, a nerve block, so it's kind of messed with my voice a little bit. They said it would take probably a few days or so for it to come back properly. You're fine. But um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I thought all in all a really good effort. I was. It was nice to see the pro, what did they call it? The pro mantha, whatever the line with the protist.
0: Mc, Mc, McPromo is the name I've seen,
1: seen yes, it called. That's the one. Yes, that was nice to see that line back together. And it was nice to see um, NAK back on the ice instead of Phillips. Um, I know we're kind of, I am kind of missing Tuesday a little bit, to be honest, but um, I think all in all, he's better off where he is. And I won't go too deep into detail on that. we've had multiple discussions on that um but I was happy with the effort today. They looked like they were a little pissed off. they looked like they were a little um you know they were playing a little more physical than they had been so yeah, I think a good effort today
0: uh, is a is a grand effort today i think yeah, but I think you're right. I think they just finally. You now sat down with themselves and said hey look you know we haven't won a game outright in too long and we're better than this um and i saw a handful of gaffes that i wasn't happy about but mm-hmm. um i i can be a terrible critic at times but overall i don't i can't point to anybody on this team and say they had a bad game no um not- to to a man they stuck to the game plan um they did anything and everything that was necessary to you know not only accentuate their their own chances their own attack but totally minimize you know boston um yeah, that's I, I the st-
1: best defense I've seen them play in a long time
0: absolutely and i i i i couldn't help but see that there were at least two or three times where David Pasternak went to the bench and he was about ready to chop somebody's head off. He was so frustrated.
1: He was not happy.
0: And it, it it was, it was a thing to see. So let's just, let's just go ahead and take care of business and, and go over the scoring. Um, no score in the first. um, Although um it it got a bit exciting towards the the end when um Max Pacioretty was uh the beneficiary of a uh Up check a live um examination of his nether regions by Matt Grizzlick
1: yeah.
0: um, for which he was awarded um a private membership to match.com
1: Yeah, I was actually a little surprised they had to discuss that because A, it was way away from the play and B, you could see intent in his face when he did that.
0: Well, I, I give, I will give them the, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt Um, because when I first saw it and, and John Walton even admitted it on the radio call that he wasn't sure what the penalty was at first, but with the benefit of the replay, we all found out. Okay, well, it it was what it was. Um, it was um, it was uh, an attempted vasectomy with uh, no anesthetic, right? And well, it it looked like from one angle that it was just that maybe patches had run into his stick or just an accidental collision but then on the reverse mm-hmm. angle we saw that no it wasn't that at all so no. i i i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt to this is this is one of those cases where yeah it's appropriate to take time and get it right
1: yeah that's true
0: where the replay mm-hmm. mechanism d- did its job
1: yeah in our favor <laughs>
0: yeah. well, conveniently in our favor, admittedly, but yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. so out of that came a five minute, all you can eat power play that was granted with about, I want to say about uh, a little over a minute or so left, about, um, yeah. uh,
1: uh, 1813,
0: 1813 was the time of the penalty. Um, and it was, uh, so he was given a five minute major, um, which was the power play itself. And, um, he was also, <clears throat> uh, given 10 minutes on his ledger. That's, that's the, that's the match penalty. So you're, you're kicked out of the game officially. You're, you're put, you're given 10 minutes on your stat sheet for that. Right. So that came with that. So, uh, minute 47 on the power play. They couldn't quite get anything going there. Um, and I remember, um, uh, Mrs. Blue Liner sitting next to me and saying, well, hopefully Ovi won't be out the whole five minutes, but I reminded her, well, you know, it is the end of the period. That's true. Yeah.
2: Benny he did end up being out the whole five minutes.
0: Benny he did end up being out the whole time, but but, uh, it wasn't without some benefit, as we'll see here in a second. So, second period starts, and lo and behold, uh, 105 in. T.J. Oshie gets his ninth of the year, assisted by Max Pacioretty and Connor McMichael. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, I thought Ovechkin would uh, uh, had some good looks too. Um, everybody he moving did. the puck pretty well. So um, that gave them the lead. And you, wondered, you wonder how long that would last, though, because you knew, even though Boston wasn't exactly playing all that well, um, let's see, shot count. Four in the first period. Four in the second period.
1: Ten in the third.
0: And then ten in the third. So you knew, yeah, you knew they were going to ramp it up, and they did. Second period comes along. um, Or no, sorry, third period comes along. Pardon me. And three twenty-four in, Dylan Strom gets his 20th. Great sauce pass from Ovechkin on this.
2: That
1: was beautiful.
0: Oshie with the breakout. Uh, and, um, yeah, except for Strom, how about, how about those old guys chipping in? Right. Patchy ready and, uh, Ovechkin and Oshie on the second goal.
1: I like right? it. I like it a lot.
0: So how about, how about them? And then, uh, Dylan Strom, the first on the team to get his 20th. Um, yeah, this and- is
1: odd because he's, the, by now, usually at least, well, Ove's usually over 20 by now, but yeah. by now he's had people a lot of people a lot closer <laughs> so
0: yeah and the lack of offense has been yeah has been something
1: of a challenge
0: of a
2: challenge
0: uh yeah um good way of putting it if if we're being kind um but i mean uh, if it, it was anything that kept them in this game it was it was the defensive effort just just like we said and everybody to a man all all six defensemen all six defenders uh for sure and and all of the forwards played their part uh keeping it to the outside minimizing all of the chances uh and at at the end of it all when when he had to be of course <clears throat> was was Charlie yeah um who uh, got his third shutout? stopped all 18 shots.
1: Yeah, there was that one shot that made me a little nervous where it kind of went up and did it kind of go up and around and he couldn't find it for a second. Oh, and then it was played with a high stick.
2: Yeah, that was the one that was the high stick.
1: Yeah. And that and, one made uh, me a little nervous. I mean, he stopped it anyway, but that one made me a little nervous. Um,
0: I
2: think that made everybody a little nervous.
0: Mrs. Blue Liner uh, chiming in, um, who obviously thinks we don't talk enough anymore. <laughs> um, well, I
2: could hear you, so I figured I needed to straighten you out and get the facts right.
0: But yeah, the Bruins ramped up their, their shot attempts and their shot total 10, as we said, in the third. You know, I you can't, even though it was only 18 shots total. Um, yeah, you can't understate you shouldn't understate what Charlie did. I thought I thought his best save was on one of the power plays where uh they had I don't know if it was deflected or if it was just straight from the point, but there was one I thought was sure was going in and he stuck his pad out at the last second.
1: Yeah, that was pretty impressive.
0: And put it in the corner. Uh and I I do remember I, that one. I, I hate giving the four letter network any credit but that that was pretty good camera angle on that one from behind the it net was.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah what it so it's gotten a little better as the season has gone on but
0: well i still got I, I still got to watch it i still got to watch it on mute because i can't stand but
1: i actually watched it on i actually watched it on channel 7 cbs really yeah it was on cbs
0: huh We'll have to get an explanation for that later. But, yeah, it was on AS, ABC and ESPN. I mean, not
1: course. ECBS, ABC.
2: You're right. I stand corrected. ABC. I stand corrected. Um, yeah, but it was, still well, the, I, the, the, it was still the ESPN guys that were announcing Yeah, it yet. was still those A-holes. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true.
0: So I had to put it on mute. And uh, John Walton had a lot of fun with this game. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I actually uh, sent a couple tweets about it that he liked. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he, he said something about, uh, th- this is probably the line of the year. And, and he said something about, uh, well, the, it was late in the second period and the, the Bruins fans were booing them. And, um,
2: Oh yeah. Said, when they got booed off at the end of the second.
0: At, well, it yeah. was before also something before that, where, um, he said something about uh, you might as well start playing Calliope music with with mm-hmm. all the the few shots on goal that that Boston was getting <laughs> and that uh, that if if you're on the Facebook page that's why I posted what I posted there so if you were confused now you're not confused
1: <laughs> that's great that's awesome. Um,
0: um, but yeah, nail biting and sandwich eating time uh, because Boston got power play after power play after power play the last seven or eight minutes of the game.
1: Yeah. what was it? Brad yeah. called it the black and white managed comeback. Attempt? Oh,
0: let's uh, let's not misquote him. So I will bring up the chat room
1: or something um, like that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I will find it. Give me a second. Um... Uh,
1: here comes the black, and, come white the black and white contact. managed comeback. Yep.
0: And he said he said something else that I won't say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something about a a a weak call that involved um um a, a male body part. You
1: got to frank it up.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, uh yeah, I I, I don't want to say it looked like uh they were trying to get Boston back, but it looked like they were trying to get them back in the game. But fortunately, uh Caps Caps PK really really showed up, really did the job. I like I like Connor McMichael on on special teams. I really do. He really shines.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so it's good to see Carberry figuring out where these pieces are going to work, you know, yes. and these young guys, you know, that kind of Lobulette just kind of passed over, um, finding their way. You know, it's nice to see Mantha, you know, doing what he can do, what, what I always knew he could do, you know? Right. Um, it still ticks me off a little that Alexiev is still sitting, wasting away.
0: yeah. So. I and I, I think I saw somebody uh, put out a tweet that the theory, at least now, is that they're showcasing some of the maybe one or two of the defensemen who are probably going to be traded soon. Um, most like most likely Edmondson. Yeah, and that's yeah. why that's why Alexiev is sitting.
1: Yeah, but send sending back to Hershey so at least he get some playing time.
0: Yeah, and I. Yeah, I, that's probably the one the one roster call aside from Phillips that I, I have yet to try to, you know, to be able to wrap my head around. So. Um, but speaking of the coach. Oh, and uh, l- let we forget. Uh, OK, so we finish finish up the the, the mm-hmm. recap here. Uh, Alex right. Ovech in his 12th empty net goal to ice the game. Malenstein on the assist. And guess what, people? Uh, for as much as he struggled, that's his fourth straight game with a goal.
1: Yes, sir. And fourth
0: straight game with a point.
1: It was in the, what do you call it, the magical Mad Mad nugget? nugget. nugget.
0: And, mm, actually, yes, 1933. it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was.
1: Nuggets for everyone. Not that I'm going to be able to go get any, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can't draw but it what I've this. noticed. What I've noticed since the All-Star break, Ovi's skating a hell of a lot better. Yeah, he's looking better. He is, you're right. a heck of a lot better. He's skating and moving better than I've seen him move all season.
0: Well, it's kind of funny that you say that, because at, at the beginning of this game's recap, I kind of said there were a few gaffes that I didn't like seeing. Um,
2: Yes, I know he was a little iffy on defense in that one pass, but come on. Compared to what he was doing and just standing there waiting for them to shoot him the puck, he was going after pucks tonight.
0: Okay, I'll give you that, but yes, he was a little iffy on defense and he made that pass to absolutely nobody.
2: No. True.
0: So, I'm sorry, I got I, I, I got, to call what I see. But, yeah, I, he did, I think he had, otherwise, he had a pretty good game.
1: Let's and, just say, he still has room, let's say that he still has a little, he still has some um, issues, if you will, but he's playing some better. He's getting better. He's improving from what he was playing before the off-star break.
0: For sure. Looking oh,
1: yes. You know, he's still going to have, you know, we're all, you know, they're all still going to have gaps and mix-ups and whatever. But, you know, they do look like they're playing better.
0: Definitely. Um, now, I want to focus on another key stat. Now, for once, um, face-offs made the difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, 56% in the dot.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time we were above 50, but I think 52% well, they they went, they won the
0: face-offs they had to win. Yeah, especially the ones on the power play. So I think what they need to do with that stat is they need to break it down further to uh, between defensive zone draws, defensive zone wins and offensive zone wins, and one's taken on the penalty kill, one's taken on the power play. I think they need to break down that stat further. You could probably get something like that um, at Natural Stat Trick or someplace like that. You could probably see something like that there. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was a pretty good game um, otherwise, but, yeah, you know, that is... That is something, and this is why I'm hesitant, it, it, not not to get too far into it, because I don't think, I'm not ready to have a full-fledged discussion. We will, but I'm not quite ready to have a blow-up blow discussion about who's going, who's staying at the trade deadline. Um, if you don't already, definitely become a member and... Take a look at our Facebook page. Uh, a guy by the name of Mike Livingston um, did a hell of a job breaking down the players on the team that are likely candidates to go, assuming the Caps be sellers. Um, one mm-hmm. of them being Nick Dowd. And this is why a game like this is why I'm not quite ready to see him go just yet.
1: Yeah, he's one of our best face-off guys. Yeah. And he has been for the last couple of years. So,
0: so I, I went the, I'm going the other way and I'm, I'm saying don't trade anybody, but I think, uh, Elliot Friedman in the, I think pretty sure it was him in the second intermission interview with John Walton was like, uh, yeah, uh, they're kind of in wait and see mode. And that, that's where I think they should stay at least for the next couple of weeks. Oh, for sure. So.
1: Yeah, don't be in any rush. We're we're not in a rush right now.
0: Um but at the same, you know, by the same token, if they get an offer that is just too damn good to pass up. Well, yeah. You know, can't really say no. All right, so yeah. that was the that that was the week that was on the ice. Uh finally got that win and it was a damn good win. Oh, yeah. And I. so the key here is sustainability. Now, here's where it gets tricky. You got to turn that win into something more. And the next two games are at home, but they are against two of the top Western Conference teams there are. And the next one is no less than 24 hours uh, – well, a lot less than 24 hours from now, tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday. 130 puck drop against Vancouver. Um, and I've been asked to remind everybody, if you're listening to this, hopefully tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, um, if you're driving into the game, uh, give yourself a lot of extra time and room because of the celebrations for Chinese New Year. Um, All right. Probably want to think about taking Metro in instead of driving. So, just putting that out there. Uh, So, 130 puck drop against Vancouver, who, if I'm not mistaken, they're actually leading the Western Conference. They're the top team right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they are the the top team. They are the top team in the Western Conference by standings points, 74.
1: Pacific.
0: Um, um, Well, Pacific, too, but in the whole Western Conference as well. Yeah, 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 I see what you're
1: saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then two days later, they face the Colorado Avalanche, and we've already seen what they can do. Um, that's a seven o'clock puck drop Tuesday night. Um, I think that one, more than anything, is going to be um, kind of a mirror of the Florida game. Um, if they, as long as they keep up, then that's all I think that's the best anybody can hope for. Yeah. And then the final game of the calendar week is Saturday. Uh, Then they go on the road uh, for a quick trip across the border to La Belle Provence and uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, they better have revenge on their mind. Uh, They definitely better be up for this one.
1: Yeah, Uh, no kidding.
0: Seven o'clock puck drop there, uh, and that rounds out the week.
1: That, That game on last week should have been a lot closer than it was.
0: It should have been, but that, uh, like I said, they were just—they just did not look ready to play. No, at no. all. And, um, you know, and and that, you know, getting back getting back to the coaching that that led some to question Spencer Carberry's preparation. Yeah, uh, and and I was I was on uh, Marcus's podcast, Sukrum's Capitals off the chain um Mm -hmm. earlier this week and we talked a little bit about that um the fact that that might be a weakness that hopefully gets turned into a strength and you know again perspective it's his first year and he's learning as he goes and hopefully he's learned a few lessons about what works and what doesn't as far as making sure the team is prepped
1: um how many of uh, his staff has been in the nhl like I know, Allen Scott Allen was there last year, but who else? I mean, and of course, the the goaltender coach who shall not be named.
0: Oh yeah, he he who shall not be named. Um, Kirk Muller is the guy who runs the power play,
1: right? And Love's and been in the NHL for. A he's while.
0: been and well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Love's ever been in the NHL to be honest.
1: No. Oh, okay.
0: He was the coach. He was the coach of uh, one of the one of the top teams in the AHL in Calgary, Calgary's minor league team. Okay, um, and he was highly touted as a defensive wizard. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt too. But the you know the defense hasn't looked very good, um, for the most part this year. Although this one, um, you, you got to say they were ever like again all six of them. In, in the Boston game. Every one of them were were in perfect position every time. Mm-hmm. So yep. hopefully that's why I'm hoping this game is something of a statement game. They turn it around. Uh, but again, two toughies coming up here at home. Yeah. And uh you you never know. But I'm just again I, I would be satisfied. I would be more than satisfied with something of a of a pretty good effort. Not unlike what we saw today. Yeah. You know, so, so even if they lose,
1: if they give the effort they gave today, and they even if they lose, I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, and but just looking at the standings as well,
1: I they're not they all that. A- they're not all
0: that far off.
1: No, I think I think the toughest of the three is probably going to be Vancouver, just because they're playing so hot right now. Um, but. I think Colorado is winnable. If we put in the effort in Montreal, we should beat them. But again, we should if we come
0: come with the right attitude and effort. um, I'm not going to say it's going to be no problem, but.
1: No, they're going to have to fight for it. I mean, this team's going to have to fight for every game.
0: But I I think they definitely can win um, against Montreal.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, possible to win against colorado but again it just depends on who shows up
0: yeah yeah uh definitely and you don't have uh the mile high altitude thing to deal with either since they'll be at home
1: right, right. That so was, that uh, gives us a little bit of an advantage
0: that was uh yeah a little bit a little bit um all right i think this is a good place to stop for this week. Uh hope everybody uh if you're you're um watching tomorrow uh enjoys the game and um I'm I'm not talking about the the one with the brown ball. Um
1: I'm probably not gonna if, watch that
0: one. If if you're boycotting that I, I get it. Uh but if I'm not
1: boycotting it, I'm probably just not gonna watch it. <laughs> about to be asleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I get that too. But um, you know, for me, for me and for Anna, go 49ers, but we we'll, we'll see. Um, but hopefully you enjoy that game too. And um, yeah, thanks uh thanks uh C4 for calling in.
1: Thank you for having
0: uh, me. And uh thank you Mrs. uh thank you uh <laughs> honey for setting it's me awesome uh timing. from being from being crooked.
2: <laughs> I was teasing.
0: Uh, story of our Always marriage.
2: Good Always good to hear from Mrs. Blue Liner. So oh, thanks.
0: Okay, so for C four and uh the Mrs. This is the Blue Liner on point signing off and reminding you that well, one day I decided to go to a bank to start a new relationship with them. I had some money to put away, so I figured that'd be a good thing to do. Try as I might after I walked in, though, teller after teller just kept on ignoring me. Finally, I was able to flag somebody down who half-hearted me, took through took me through the procedure and took my information and all that. And I told him the story of what I was looking to do and what what I was hoping for and basically said, hey, look, I don't care. You know, I just don't care. And it was at that point I realized what I had opened up was an interest-free account.
2: <sighs> that one was really bad.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you very much.
2: You're very
1: welcome.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah, and let's go Caps...
2: This has been another episode of the Power Playpoint Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conker.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, I'm high in oxycodone and I remembered that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny.
0: So uh, yeah. Right. Well, I mean hope uh hope uh it doesn't uh yeah it doesn't set you back too far, but uh yeah, speedy recovery and all that. Uh I Thank you. That obviously uh I saw firsthand what what is necessary
1: yeah. Did you, did you get a chance to hear the shout out? Did you play it? Yeah. Yeah. So my friend Gary Cohen owns a vineyard up here called Maserat Vineyards. And he's good friends mm-hmm. with Joe Beninati. And I guess he said right, something yeah. to Joe. So, oh, and then Gary cool. told me when I saw, last time I saw Gary about a week, it was a few days before my surgery, I guess I saw Gary. And he said, record the game on the 8th if you can't watch it. And I'm like, why? He said, do it. So I happened to be watching it, and I heard it, and I was like, wait, what? So I had to rewind it, and then I rewound it again to record it. That was when Lorenzo posted it. So yeah, so he must have said something to Joe, and Joe shouted it out. So yeah, so the Hail Nazaroth. Maseroth is the name of the vineyard that my friend Gary owns.
0: Well, thank thank God for Lorenzo. Yeah. (laughs) The the loquacious one because I I totally I totally missed it.
1: Yeah, well, I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, wow! Wait, <laughs> go back." <laughs>